Hi everyone and welcome to MedEdge. I'm Marcus Grimm. You know, they say it takes a village to raise a child and the same could be said about medical professionals. In our industry, we have healthcare leaders, administrators, faculty, all are responsible for building that next generation of healthcare leaders. And we're grateful to all of them. But, but that's not everyone who works in healthcare, right? We have technologists like my co-host, Santosh Cherian, CEO of Metrics. Those people are, are, are pushing the boundaries from the technology side. And of course, we have consultants and and all sorts of advisors who are helping build that next generation of leaders. But let's face it, everything that we do is in the interest of preparing that next generation, which is why today's episode is so special. I'm joined today by my co-host, Santosh Cherry. And in addition to being the CEO of Metrics, he's a practicing radiologist, which means he, in fact, was once one of those medical students we're talking about. Tosh, before we welcome our guests, I do want to ask you personally, give us three words that would describe your own medical school experience. It's great to uh, be here. Thank you, Marcus. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about today's interview, their experience and their story. For me, uh, it was an exciting uh, time in medical school because I went a non-traditional route. I did a degree in applied math, worked for a software company first, and then went into medical school. So for me, I would say inspiring was definitely one of the words because I got to see both their medical education and healthcare from a technology standpoint first. And then I went into the learning how to practice medicine. So it was really nice to see that perspective and be inspired by the practicing physicians and see how it's taught. So that's one aspect of it. And I would say it was very collaborative. One of the things that I was very happy with about my medical school, and I'm sure most medical schools are like this, you bring students together and you learn together. It's not sitting in a silo and memorizing. That collaborative aspect of medical education, I think it's, it's very important to retain information, but also to prepare you as you go into practice and work with other specialists. And then a third word, I would say it was also empowering, meaning when I was on the software side, I had a couple of experience in software before I went to medical school. One of that experience was to be with physicians and helping them learned how to use an EHR when it was first implemented at some of the hospitals in New York. And at that time, I didn't know anything about healthcare or anything about medicine. So I'm just click this button, click that button. I don't know what I was pointing at. Going through medical school, understanding all the nuances of medicine and healthcare really feel like gave me a whole new perspective. I felt it empowering to be able to look at it as like understand what's happening and then tie that together as a software. So I would say uh, inspiring, collaborative, and empowering. Those are the three words I could think of. Those are three really great words, Tosh. Now, here's my real question for you. Tosh, whenever we think about uh, our lives, we always think of the biggest days. It's the day, the day we got married or the day we had our first child. Whenever I talk to people that have gone through medical school, though, uh, there's always one day that they want to talk about. And you probably know which one I'm referring to. Yeah. You're asking about match day. Yes. It's the biggest uh, moment in a medical student or probably been a physician's life, uh, a young physician's life. As somebody who's never gone through match day, Tosh, I got to tell you, uh, it, it sounds equally amazing and, and terrifying. It, it, it is such a big, big day. What do you remember? What was it like for you? I remember the exact moment when I found out that I matched. I was in a Lutheran Medical Center in, in Brooklyn on my internal medicine sub-eye rotation. And I was in the second floor on the wards because we knew that it was going to come out that day and like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning, we're all like refreshing our email. And, you know, as soon as I found out, it was like super exciting. Everybody kind of started sharing that they got it and communicating to family and friends. And it was like a big celebration for the rest of the morning. 
And then our attendees comes along and say, you guys still got to take care of patients. <laughs> so that, it was really fun. And then we spent the rest of the day kind of uh, getting through work. And then we all went out to celebrate in the evening. That's awesome. It's a, good, it's a great story. It, it's a really big day for sure. When we were putting together our MedEdge programming for this year, we decided that in addition to speaking with those education administrators and technologists, we also wanted to speak with medical students literally going through the match day process. And as our listeners may guess, med students are quite busy. So the question becomes, where do you find them? Uh, well, Tosh, we found a whole bunch of them. Who are we speaking with today? and Where'd you find them? Today, we're speaking to uh, Steve and Ramsey from uh, MD Plus, which is a online community that they put together, which I was very impressed by when Steve introduced this to me. They have a, a team. It's, it's a nonprofit that they put together where physicians like myself and other medical students can collaborate and, and share ideas and solve some of the challenges we have in healthcare. And I'm sure they're going to give you a, a more detailed introduction. But one of the things that I'm excited by was I want to advocate for the people joining this community, not as medical students, but even as attendings and residents, because there's, there's a lot of value in, in this collaboration. Why am I not surprised that the man who manages to find efficiencies everywhere was able to find the, the cream of the crop of the best doctors of tomorrow hanging out? Uh, Stephen Bumsey, thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for having us, Marcus. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. Being a uh, medical students, one of the things that I always love to ask students is what's your background or what's your life experiences that kind of brought you into medicine? I shared how my experience in software kind of connected me. Is there anything that, that kind of brought you into applying for medical school and, and career medicine? Steve, why don't you go first? I'm Steve. I am a second year medical student at the University of Rochester. I'm part of their MD MBA program and um, as Sandosh, you know, alluded to, I'm a part of the MD plus executive team, uh, as is Bumpsy. We're both VPs of external relations. So um, our job is to find uh, potential partners like uh, metrics. And so, um, you know, when I think about my desire to go into medicine, I go all the way back to high school. So I did a lot of volunteering in my local hospital, um, had some really great patient experiences while I was volunteering. Um, as well as really great shadowing experiences uh, with a lot of physicians. And that really drew me towards the patient care side of medicine. But I think the thing that really sold me as far as like applying to medical school and going to be a doctor was I'd start to bring some of these physicians to my high school and they'd talk to our students about what their day in the life looked like. And it was so impressive because not only were they different across specialties, but their day-to-day -day was so different depending on what they wanted to do. So some physicians were in private practice, involved in ownership, dealing with a lot of the business operations. Other doctors were involved in academic medicine, teaching and doing research in addition to treating patients. And so that diversity in terms of what a doctor could do really intrigued me. And it showed me that, you know, in addition to working with patients, um, I would never be bored as a physician. So you know, I applied to these combined medical programs um, at the University of Rochester. Uh, that's the one I ended up deciding to go to. I went to college and in college had some really great internship experiences related to healthcare, related to healthcare finance, healthcare startups. Um, and that's really when I found MD Plus. So um, MD Plus had been already started as a community and there were a number of people just like me interested in innovating within healthcare and um, that's really what led me to all of this today. And I guess the last thing I'd say is currently a second year med student, um, planning on applying to residency in a couple of years, not sure what specialty just yet, um, but definitely really interested in working in startup space as well. 
um, in addition to my clinical practice. Thank you, Steve. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig in that, into that a little bit uh, more there. Two things that you said really stuck out to me. One is the fact that physicians came to your high school and spoke about their experience. And I, I don't think that happens often. I feel like this is something that as healthcare, we should try to do more of because medicine is a very siloed career, meaning like if you're not in it, you don't know the nuances behind the scenes. And if you don't have a family member in medicine or something, it, you may not be exposed to that career. So being able to connect physicians with younger students so that there is more individuals going into medicine. That's like a big challenge we're having now where there's people leaving healthcare and not enough people going into it. Second part I want to ask you, uh, specifically ask you about, like you, you, you go into a combined program you know, which is even tougher than just going to regular medical school. Like anything specific you want to share that kind of led you to that combined program versus just an MD program? I don't think there's one right way uh, to go about getting to medical school. Everyone has various, various paths. Uh, for me, I was sold on it when I was in high school. I knew I wanted to do this. And because of that, I realized that if I stayed in one place for an extended period of time, um, I'd be able to hone in on my skills, both um, clinically as well as non-clinically. So you know, as soon as I started college, I knew I was going to attend the medical school down the road. Um, I knew that I could get involved in research, start working with PIs very early. If I wanted to explore things outside of medicine, I had the freedom to do so because I already knew that I was going uh, to start medical school down the road. So plenty of time to, to take on internships related to healthcare finance um, to do startup related work. And so that's the type of stuff I was thinking about before I even applied. And yeah, the program here at Rochester has been really good to me. So you kind of have that, that broad interest, and that's what led you to that combined program. Great. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Steve. Uh, Ramsey, you're next. Uh, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you, both from your medical education journey, but also from uh, MD+. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks, Tosh, for the introduction. I am Ramsey calling in from Cleveland currently, where I go to medical school at Case Western uh, University. It's actually 50 degrees and sunny here, which is, is rare. So today is a, is a good day. When I think about what brought me to medicine, I kind of think about like what I was like as a kid. I was pretty hyperactive. Like they couldn't get me to sit still. Like my teachers and my parents hated that where I would question everything, would always try to skip class. Um, but I was also just really curious about, about both the world, about like playing sports, about just doing as much as I could. And I think as I kind of advanced into high school and in college, uh, I started to channel a lot of that energy at my course group. So I studied economics and neuroscience in, in undergrad, got to spend some really great summers in research labs, working on some really cool experiments, developing new drugs, working, getting a sense of how different pharmaceutical agents um, can be combined to reduce some of the side effects that patients uh, can sometimes feel. And in terms of when I started to think about what I wanted to do and, and how I wanted to channel that, I started to take a look at thinking about the type of career I wanted. I knew I wanted a lifestyle that was fast paced, that brought a lot of energy, but at the same time, where I was a member of a team, I could talk to a whole host of interesting people and ask some really interesting questions to, to solve some really tough problems. And that kind of brought me to like healthcare consulting. So it's a little bit um, at, like adjacent to, to where I was working in my pharmaceutical labs. And I got to like, work with some really fantastic clients and also work with some really fantastic providers, like some, some big hospitals. And during that time in, in healthcare consulting, where I worked for one of the, the big three firms that focuses on, on strategy... I got to work on a really fast-paced team on like to work with some pretty amazing people and some really, really sharp people. After a couple of years, I started to like ask myself, like, okay, like 
um, is this giving me what I, I wanted um, from a career fulfillment perspective and started to realize that I needed something a little bit more. I knew that healthcare was always something I was really interested in and I was really focused on how we deliver healthcare to people. But I think I wanted to be a little bit closer to being the one that actually gets to to deliver that uh, like personalized like medicine care. So I got to apply to medical school. Case Bastion graciously accepted me. And um, here we are in, in medical school and working on a day-to-day basis where I can be in a fast-paced environment, work with some really brilliant people like, like Steve and some of the MD Plus team, um, but also get to get to do something that I think is really meaningful. That That's awesome. That's a great story. Both of you guys are very entrepreneurial individuals. It's very clear why you got involved with the MD Plus and why you're part of that executive board. And and I can say that from a healthcare perspective, it's, it's great to have individuals like you coming into practicing medicine because you can help mold some of these things and it, it requires a more broad experience of organizations and leadership, uh, not only a practice of medicine. One thing that I want, one follow-up question I want to ask you, Ramsey, when it comes to consulting, like was it, was it in the pharmaceutical world or is it like where you work, work in health systems? I got to have a smattering of both. I got to mainly work with our private investors. So they were taking a look at acquiring small companies. So you got to work around like, I had a few projects in like looking at live goods about how you get uh, a plant from Texas to to Ohio. But I also got to work with some companies uh, taking a look at like ultrasound equipment or like MRIs, as well as like directly with providers about how they really improve their, their employees' health or their population health. Those are terrific origin stories. Thank you for sharing them with us. Well, We've heard your story, so let's learn a little bit more now about MD+. Now, MD+, is growing rapidly. Uh, we were at an event uh, several months ago, and, and it was interesting how many of the medical students that came through the event are, actually were familiar with it, but uh, it's still a relatively new organization. So is, how do you describe it to your friends? I think the simplest way to describe MD+, is that it's a community. Um, it's a community primarily based out of Slack, which is a platform or app that organizations can use for their members to communicate. But our community is filled with medical students, residents, attendings who have this desire to make an impact on healthcare through innovation. We launched in May 2020. Uh, we grew from 10 founding members um, to, I think right now, Bumsy, right, like over 3,500 medical students and residents across the country. At the end of the day, to make things really simple, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Our mission is to empower physician innovation, um, to improve healthcare delivery. And to make it really clear, uh, the name MD Plus, in that name, the word plus refers to that additional desire for a medical student resident attending uh, to make an impact beyond their traditional clinical uh, training. So um, that's how I would describe MD Plus. That's a great introduction. Now, now, Bumzi, I have to ask you, medical students are some of the busiest people that I know. So the idea of adding on an extracurricular volunteer activity is mind boggling to me. Clearly, there's a lot of benefits um, that, that we just need to learn about. What are some of the key reasons medical students are attracted to the MD Plus community? What are they looking for? Like Steve mentioned, like our members come to to MD Plus with a really diverse set of interests and and ideas and experiences from their past lives. But we also know that firsthand, going against the grain, being an innovator and a medical student, like you mentioned, is really time consuming and can be a really lonely experience in medicine. We know from firsthand experience that only a handful of medical students at each of the different medical schools are really passionate about being an innovator in medicine. So at the same time of when you're trying to study for everything that goes into being a doctor, you're also trying to also learn about a completely separate field and trying to develop that part of you. So MD Plus came about by trying to connect those folks so that they could come together and create a really vibrant community. 
to really directly answer your question of why medical students join MD+, we find it's for students that want to meet medical students in their community and across the country that share similar interests and allow them to discover their plus, whether that's through some of our individual programming like pitch competitions and datathons, or through direct exposure to companies and practicing physician innovators through internships, fireside chats, and partnerships like the one with Metrics. Pitch competitions, overcoming loneliness, providing community. Those are some amazing benefits that, that Tosh, just weren't available to, to you when you were going through med school. What would a community like this have meant to you when you were in med school? When I was in medical school, even in residency, and even now as an attending, one of the things that healthcare tends to do or medicine tends to do is they create a culture where you should only be looking at medicine and patients. Shouldn't be doing anything else. Otherwise, you're distracted. And I think what the problem with that is medicine and healthcare requires a lot more leadership in order for it to function. And if you don't encourage medical students to take part in these things, then they're just going to be cogs in a wheel and doing medicine, but not be part of the the organization of healthcare. So I think what MD Plus offers, and what I would have been excited about is finding other individuals that have similar interests and have also an understanding that it's okay to have these other interests and, and to promote that. And it is something that physicians should be doing, not just put their head down into books and just memorizing and just, just seeing patients. Because you can see all the challenges that healthcare is facing today. And it's not from just pure medicine. It's, it's not from a lack of research on finding cure. It's all the administrative side and it's all the things outside of direct patient care that's causing the problem. And to, to tackle that, that's where conversations like what's happening in MD Plus would uh, help solve. When we first met with the MD Plus team, I, I had a lot of questions about the, this community. Um, are these people who are not necessarily looking to practice healthcare, but instead are they looking at some of those tangential opportunities, consulting or technology? What can you tell us about the medical students that have come through MD Plus? There's some interesting statistics about the types of people that come into MD Plus. So the last time we checked, maybe six, seven months ago, about 40% of the community um, has some sort of dual degree. So whether that be an MD MBA, MD JD, MD MPH, MD PhD, we also have approximately 40% of the community who um, has some sort of industry experience. So. Um, either prior to medical school or during medical school itself. Um, but as far as like the actual members and what they end up doing, um, each individual's journey is very unique. So it's really hard for me to tell you um, exactly what MD Plus members do. What I can tell you is that um, there are certain patterns that um, you can see when you see certain students um, in their experiences. So for example, um, there might be a particular student who during medical school part-time pursues an internship with a VC firm or a consulting firm or for a startup company. Um, or they might do it in between their third and fourth year of medical school when they take a gap year. And upon pursuing that internship, realize that this is their true calling. And so they go into their third and fourth years of medical school. They see patients uh, on the hospital wards and they realize as much as I can make an impact on patients directly, uh, what I truly want to do is make a change in healthcare by making an impact within industry. So they may graduate from medical school and then pursue a full-time role um, at one of these firms. We also have many, many students um, who do the opposite, right? So these students that 
maybe pursue an MD, MBA degree, or they um, take on these really interesting internships. And when they show up to their third and fourth years seeing patients, they realize, yeah, you know, I am really interested in innovation. I really am interested in leadership. But my main goal upon completing medical school is to become the best clinician that I can possibly be, to pursue residency, do my training, and by doing a great job in residency and developing those skills, I'll be able to make a greater impact down the road when those opportunities come up for part-time roles at company, for when consulting firms uh, may reach out to me. Um, or while they continue to practice, um, continue to use those skills and that knowledge that they've accumulated in the business, technology, innovation space um, to improve patient care directly. And then we also have people even that, um, you know, they go through medical school and maybe they meet someone really interesting in the MD plus community and they decide that, you know what, there's a problem that needs to be solved right now. Um, why don't we start a company together? Um, let's start making an impact right now. And they may forego residency, they may forego the rest of their medical school training. So um, at the end of the day, I could go on and on and on. But the point is, there is no one journey that's right. Um, what we encourage here at MD Plus is for people to be able to pursue what they want, so long as it's for the better uh, for patients and for the healthcare industry as a whole. Thanks so much for sharing that that holistic perspective. I, I think everyone in any industry can benefit from the, those larger picture perspectives, and and it, it's it's really exciting and inspiring what what your team is doing. I, I am curious though. Um, it's a very very bright group of people, so probably you had some notions, preconceived notions, when you joined the MD Plus community um, of what it would be like, what you'd be involved with, what you would not be involved with. And, and I'm curious. I always like to find out what were those aha moments, that those surprises. Um, what's a benefit that you've derived from your membership that, that you maybe hadn't anticipated fully? So for me, I'd say uh, very easily, it's the people. Um, so whenever I've had a question about anything, so for example, within our community, we might have um, internship posts within our community. Um, there might be people that talk about their background um, in a particular field or startup space. Um, all it takes for me is one simple direct message. And people are so willing to set up a phone call, a Zoom call, to give you advice, um, or to just network with you in general because they may want to learn from you and your experiences. So I think that was probably the most impressive thing. You know, you look at everyone's backgrounds and it seems super intimidating, but um, everyone is so willing um, to help each other out because I think there is this, you know, collective desire to make an impact. And um, what that means is that it's not going to be done individually. And so that's probably what impressed me the most. That's outstanding. Bumsy, anything to add to that? Yeah. So kind of bouncing off uh, off of Steve, I don't want to sound like a broken record. So I'll add that the exposure that you get in MD Plus is, is pretty incredible. Um, you get exposure to a lot of different ways that you can blend your career as a practicing physician and as an innovator, or if you want to go off and do your own thing, like Steve has mentioned in a couple of his examples. It's also just really inspiring to see some really great opportunities within the community and what other medical students are going off and doing as well as can do. So like for me, one of the biggest benefits was just exposure to my fellow co-founders. We're currently working on a company called SimpleDoc, working on a solution to solve health literacy for, for patients and educating them along the way. And I cannot tell you how much support we've gotten both from the MD Plus community, as well as exposure to, to people that really work within healthcare and are pushing healthcare forward. So clearly there are a lot of things happening within this community. In a moment, I'm going to be sharing um, one that MedEdge will be participating with uh, with the MD Plus team. We are super excited about, but it's clear from the website, uh, we're not the only ones. 
um, you have been actively inviting collaboration from from partners within healthcare, within healthcare technology. What are some of these projects that you'd like to share with us? In terms of MD plus programming, we have a lot. I think one of the big events we actually just wrapped up was our datathon, our annual datathon. It's the third year it's running, where it was a month long opportunity where students were provided a de-identified patient data set, and we asked them to analyze the data and come up with a solution related to value-based healthcare. Students didn't need any coding background. We hosted several coding workshops led by a lot of data experts at a lot of different companies and allowed for these members to network with people that they might be interested in. We had over 200 people sign up. Um, most of them signed up individually, and they were assigned to 28 different teams. We had some incredible judges in value-based care and in the machine learning space, and with gracious support from Hugging Face, Doximity, Merck, Conduit Health, we were able to provide judges and sponsorship and awards for the members that uh, that were able to come out. Steve, do you want to talk a little bit more about our longer-term programming? Yeah, for sure. So um, some other things that have been going on. Uh, last year, we started this new thing where um, cohorts of students would get together and start writing really interesting opinion pieces that would be uh, published in major medical news sites like MedPage Today. Um, and so these topics ranged from health policy to medical financial literacy. And uh, that was a really cool collaboration among our students. And it's allowed us to be able to put out our um, thought into the world. And uh, I think that's probably a really exciting thing that we hope to continue to do over the next couple of years. We also recently launched the MD Plus podcast. Um, so we try to bring in some really uh, nice innovators to come speak to our students. Um, for example, the founder of Osmosis, um, which is a medical education company, came and gave a talk um, a few months ago. So yeah, definitely a lot of really exciting things coming up. So speaking of opportunities, as we get up to the end of the show here, uh, here on MedEdge, we are super excited to announce what we'll be doing with MD Plus over the next few weeks. We started this show by, by asking Santosh about what his experience was like on Match Day. Match Day, which of course is the biggest day for, for medical students. It's the day where they find out what, what residency is going to look like for them. And so that means we're recording this right here at the end of January. That means about six weeks from now, lives are going to be changed and medical students are going to really see what the next phase of healthcare looks like for them. And that includes a lot of people that are inside this MD plus community. And so through a partnership that we're working with, with MD plus, we're actually going to be inviting some of those newly minted residents to the program. And you'll actually be able to hear exactly what their residency match experience was like. Um, what went really well? What did they struggle with? What were they nervous about? How did it go? We're going to get to hear those stories from them um, firsthand. It's going to be tremendously exciting. Now, when we were planning this program with Stephen Bumsey, um, they both said, hey, this, this actually is pretty pretty cool, pretty interesting. We'll find people to participate, but we, we anticipate that we're going to want to be listening as well. Uh, Bumsey, what are you hoping to learn? I think we're super excited for a lot of our M4s to go through Match Day. I think they're going to be really excited on the day to just find out you know, what specialty they're going into and, and where they're going to be going. I think I'm just really excited to see uh, how these people feel, what their reactions are. I mean, I'm already feeling the stress and I'm a few years out, so uh, I can't imagine how they're going to feel. <laughs> That's great. Steve, anything to add? Yeah. Um, so I think for myself, uh, one thing that Mumsy and I both have coming up is uh, step one, um, our first board exam. And so um, really, we try to look at things like one step at a time right? But you get that antsiness of wanting to be like, okay, like two years from now, when we're applying, we're going to be, you know, anxiously waiting for that day, March 15th to show up. Um, but 
in between now and then, you know, what is that decision-making process like? What are the decisions that you make in terms of choosing a specialty, um, in terms of networking um, over the next two years? Um, why did you choose a particular type of institution? What were you looking for in a residency program? I think those are the types of things that I would definitely want to hear about um, because as much as our immediate uh, next step is a big exam, um, definitely want to continue to make sure that the next place that I'm at is the right place for me to grow as a physician. Wow. Those are some really great insights. The listeners to our program, we all know how decisions get made in higher education, how students decide what their next step is. We spend a lot of money on, on recruitment and admissions and all that, but actually understanding uh, what's happening from the horse's mouth, we don't always get those perspectives. And this year you're going to be able to. So just as MD Plus works with their other partners, we're super excited. Um, in the coming weeks, they're going to be putting the word out to their community. And we look forward to bringing some of those new resident stories to you um, as soon as we can after March 15th. It is going to be super exciting. Um, obviously, our only complaint right here is that both Bumsy and Steven are too young, so we won't get their stories this time, but certainly we'll try to get them uh, as we move forward into the future. Yeah, we're a bit too young right now, but you know, hopefully we're crossing our fingers that in a couple of years, we'll be back. <laughs> That's super exciting. We do look forward to having you back, and we will get those perspectives on a future episode. In all sincerity, though, we're super excited about this partnership, and we look forward to bringing you those residency stories as soon as we can after Match Day happens on March 15th. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, this was this was great. We'd like to thank everyone from the MB Plus community uh, for participating in the community and being willing to participate with MedEdge in, in the coming weeks. For those of you who would like to learn more about MB Plus, we would encourage you to do so. The website address is, in fact, mdplus.community. You've been listening to MedEdge, which is brought to you by all of us at Metrics. Metrics practice medicine, not software. You can learn more about them at metricslab.com. On behalf of Santosh Cherian and everyone at MedEdge, I'm Marcus Gray.